0: It's time to Feel the Rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies. The streaming continues as the cinemas remain closed. Directors and actors, beware, as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey there, Jim. Hey. hey. Yes, with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on.
1: Oh, yes. Well, this week on the podcast. We talk about new flicks, to streaming, and VOD, a special event by our friends at Tip Calgary for their doc series called Top Docs. Open Rage, The Lists, Rage or Dare. And then we forego our New Year's resolutions till next year when there is hope in hell for us being able to keep them. But right now, that ain't happening. I'm drunk every day.
0: Mm. I see.
1: <laughs> if I could be drunk at work as well, it would be even better. Mm. But uh, that's just I just can't do it.
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: I don't know how, I don't know how alcoholics do it, but I kinda envy them. But yeah. I think then I feel sorry for them.
0: Yes. As you should. All right. <laughs> You're bringing me down already, man. Let's start <laughs>
1: streaming. <laughs> Streaming. Wonderful
0: for streaming. We've been just streaming. And Bryce, we've been doing what? Streaming. Alright. So, this week, uh, we did a lot of streaming, because that's pretty much all we can do. Uh, we are going to kick it off with a movie called Palm Springs. It is streaming right now on Amazon prime. Palm Springs is sort of like groundhog day, only at a wedding and with better weather. A dude named Niles is forced to live the same day over and over again. As the story rolls along, we learn how this repetition works. The story does, however, take some unexpected twists. The humor all pretty much worked. The cast was stellar. Uh, with Andy Sandberg and uh, Kristen Malati leading the way. <sighs> and J.K. Simmons also pops up, and that's always a welcome sight. Oh, yeah. This movie took an unoriginal concept and turned it into a pretty original story. I actually enjoyed this quite a bit with its likable cast and its humorous script. In combination with first-time director Max Barbacow's vision made this a very amusing meh oh interesting
1: well i think i might have liked it a little bit more than you wow i really liked it i did too uh so andy samberg uh in all his glory like if you like andy samberg you're gonna like this film if yeah. you don't you're gonna hate this film that's, I, don't that's really I, go, what I,
0: I don't know that i go that far if you like well, them, you're, you're going to so love it. There's a lot of Andy Samberg. <laughs> there's in a, it, lot of, there's and it's, a lot of him in it. But. And it's Andy Samberg doing Andy Samberg. So, yeah. Yes.
1: It's, he's like full on Andy Samberg. Uh, Groundhog Day meets 51st dates. That's the best way I could explain it. Sure. Uh, J.K. Simmons is awesome. Storylines like these are not unique and original, really, anymore. Uh, As they have been done enough times, so, you know, what is going to keep you interested in this format? For me, as I normally hate sappy love stories, and normal won't cut it, at least for me. Uh, So they have to be unique, quirky, or fun. This one seems to have all of that. It does.
0: Plus,
1: I absolutely love Andy Samberg. I love him. Uh, I can't get enough of them. Like Brooklyn Nine Nine is one of my favorite. Hot shows. Rod. And Hot Rod is one of my favorite movies. Hot Rod's you awesome. Well know. Just watched it uh, the other day, the,
0: about probably about three or four weeks ago. It's still funny.
1: Uh, I want to go back now, and watch it tonight because you know what? My name is Jim, and I like to party. Nice. <laughs> uh, so this gets a fun ride, Mondo best line. Joey tending his turds, <laughs> yes. by 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 the great J.K.
0: Simmons. <laughs> yes, yes, yes.
1: <laughs> he was brilliant. Oh man, yeah. You know, interesting. This concept of the film, I think, if you kind of like this concept too, it kind of makes it easier for you. Like those those whole movies of rewatching it, like Happy Death Day. Love yep. Happy Death Day. Yep. And I, and I liked Happy Death Day, too. Not as much, but I did like it. Uh, this one, Groundhog Day. Yep. You know, there's, there's a
0: few of them. To, even, um... So, what? Uh, the, uh, the Tom Cruise a- action movie. What was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I good, too. Know. It's a good concept. I lo- It's just a bit It's of, a
1: kind of a good concept.
0: You know what? I keep on expecting it to be a tired concept, but every time I watch a movie that's got this concept, I enjoy it. So I guess it's a can't-miss can concept. A- that's not there's the wrong with that. a
1: subgenre. Actually, here's a question though: Is it a subgenre or is it now a genre?
0: Oh, it's not a genre of movie. There's not enough of them, but there's but, a lot of but, them.
1: But, but some of them are comedies. Yeah. Some of them are sci-fi.
0: Uh, yeah. Some yeah. of them.
1: So it's kind of like it's kind of like well, it's not a subgenre of sci-fi or it's not a subgenre of comedy. Yeah. It's a subgenre of of subgenres. That's like it's. <laughs> My, oh my God, I'm just Christopher Nolan myself.
0: You did. <laughs> you did indeed. In. No, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what it is about that, uh, you know, just living the same day over and over again, but it works. You think, oh, get, I, boring. Uh, get boring after 90 minutes, uh, but it, it seems to work every time. Thing, but, yep. but
1: yeah, well, especially with it where you can die, right? It's like, yeah. okay, so creative ways to die. I'm always game for that.
0: Yeah, well, most of them, that's, That's the way it is. You know, you die, you wake up, you're back back square one. Let's do it again.
1: Groundhog Day. Yes. Well, we also saw Wolf Walker.
0: We sure did.
1: Which is on Apple Plus. Yes. Which, I gotta say, I am not disappointed on anything that's coming out on Apple Plus. Pretty much everything they release, I am falling in love with. Yeah, Which is not the same, I would say, for Disney. I think Apple's just being really smart about who it's putting on there and how it's being done. They're they're choosing directors and actors to to make things happen. And this is no exception. So um, this is uh, about a young apprentice, Hunter, and her father journey to Ireland to help wipe out the last wolf packs. But everything changes when she befriends a free-spirited girl From the Mysterious Tribe, rumored to transform into wolves at night. And it is directed by two people, Tom Moore and Ross Stewart. Its writers are Jerrica Cleland, and this is probably Irish names for all I know, Um, uh, for the story and script, uh, Will Collins. And there's a few other credits in there. It stars Honor Nessie, maybe? Eva Whitaker and our buddy Sean Dean. Yeah. It's uh so these um if this uh was a Disney film, I don't think we would have got as much joy out of this film. I find this No, because productive... it would have
0: been computer generated images.
1: <laughs> Creative and a new production from Cartoon Salon. This amazing Irish cartoon studio, putting out great, award-winning Irish and other country fol- folklore films uh, like *The Breadwinner*, which was amazing, yeah, it was. Uh, *The Secret of, of Kells*, which was amazing, uh, and *The Song of the Sea*, along with many other animated shorts and projects. So the positives on this: it's not a Disney; it's an of Irish origin. And from what I understand, the surviving legacy of the people that are part of this studio were from the original Don Blue studios that was put up in in uh, in, uh, in Ireland back oh. in the day. So, oh, cool, pretty pretty cool stuff. Um, uh, creative colors and styles and visions. Uh, there's a few things I kind of wanted to unpack, but we can do that after you chat. Sure. But uh, yeah, this was a this was an animated joyful mondo for me. I loved everything about this. It, uh, it didn't make me hate, or I didn't find any of the characters too annoying. Uh, they were just quirky enough that, yeah, I fell in love with everything.
0: Cool. Wolfwalkers. Wolfwalkers is a beautiful film that took me back to a time when an animated image on the screen actually made me feel something. The hand-drawn feel combined with a simple, effective story created a world that I was easily able to invest in. The father-daughter dynamic and the lessons learned were universal even though this movie takes place in the 1650s during the English colonization of Ireland. Of course, taking place at that time brings upon some political commentary. The film also touches upon some environmental issues as well. Plus, there's a substantial amount of girl power on display. Yes, there is. My one complaint is a familiar one. It did not need to be one hour and 45 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) This story could have been told more effectively in a tight 90 minutes, but that is honestly my only complaint. This is a beautifully animated, elegantly executed feast for the eyes, but 15 to 20 minutes too long. Very high meh. Uh,
1: Oh, you evil troll, you.
0: I'm sorry, I was so close. I was tr- starting to, to go mods. Meh, it's meh. Nah, it's, nah. it's good though. I loved it and people should sure. watch it. So, it's the best, okay, an- so, I'll, I'll say this, it's probably the best animated film, like new film that I've seen in like yeah. a, at least two years.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I, I haven't seen anything I've, I've read. So, okay, so tell me what you think you could have pulled out of it. Because I felt the character development, which Car- allowed, like,
0: there were some yeah, of the tell scenes me more. no t- there were just some scenes that, 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 that were longer than they needed to be and it was maybe maybe i'm just not a fan of the action sequences i don't know but i thought they could have been tighter it didn't need to be an hour and 45 minutes if you're if you're marketing this to to both adults and kids alike which it should be because it's it's it yeah. should appeal to both
1: it's animated yeah, yeah. it's animated so
0: so I don't know that uh, the average, you know, eight to ten year old is or or, or less, you know, six, four less, or five yeah, yeah. are going to be able to sit there for for more than ninety minutes and and find this, you know, and even I was a little fidgety at times. So um, okay, well that's I was fidget like,
1: factor. Yeah, there's just a, it's it. just
0: a few, and I can't I'm not going to point to anything in particular, but there's I I know that there's a few things they could have just tightened up a little bit.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I kind of get it. I was I was enjoying it. I it was I great. personally don't mind a 2-hour animated film if it's done well, right? But but yeah, I I kind of see it. For me, the thing and I'm going to go back to it, I love characters. The characters in this show oh, all were all well developed. Like like if you're going to have any characters in your movie, they should be bloody well developed. I don't care what anybody says them. and yet so many directors get that wrong. This animated um, feature just captured these characters really, really well. Even when the mom comes back into the picture, you get to know her. You know who she is. You know about about her and her whole being, right? So, I loved it. Uh, this thing was the style. Oh, like, this yeah. had a very, very, very unique style to it. Like, it, it had a few mixed mediums within the animation, which I found brilliant but you know it wasn't like if you go back As I, I used to be a huge Don Bluth fan and if you go back to his style of animation right which was so time intensive as well mm-hmm. uh, and you think to yourself yeah I mean it's great for its time but this just blows things right out of the water yeah, like no, it's, it's just you, the I, colors captured the the time frame of the year it was made right like it's 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 a brilliant visual shooting for sure yeah
0: I can't argue with anything you said, which makes it a high meh. Oh, baby. Okay. Well, wow.
1: What else did we see? So we got... What, I, I'm giving out Mondo's like candy this week, and you're
0: just the happy meh guy. Yeah, I'm the happy meh guy. All right. From there, we're <laughs> going to go to... Uh, we're going to get a little darker. You ready to get darker? Yes, I, lo- I love getting darker. All right. We're going with the Soul Collector, which apparently was also called Eight. Is that true yeah <laughs> okay yeah it was it was yeah so it's, Actually, if you search it on imdb it's eight It's eight. there you go yep uh so it is now currently playing on shutter and uh, uh somebody has told me that it's also playing on tubi is that correct supposedly yeah All it is right.
1: i'll have to double check while you talk but so. uh that's that's where i was directed from imdb
0: so there you go so the soul collector is about an old guy who collects souls <laughs> accurately named movie but not eight of them so <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's why i'm a little confused where did the eight come from did i miss something i don't know i probably did uh, it was at
1: the very end remember the formation uh, yeah it's on 2 by there
0: the way you know. perfect so uh apparently this dude has agreed to collect souls for some unnamed god to feed his dead daughter whose soul he had traded i think The movie was actually quite good, even though the motivations of our soul collector, Lazarus, were not 100% clear to me. I also didn't understand what the point of the neighboring villagers were. I guess Lazarus at some point had taken one of their eyes? They seemed to put up with him, though, and they seemed to know what he's about. The scenes with them really seemed pointless to me. Still, there was an eeriness and tension to this film that came through... Despite its weaknesses, the dynamic between Lazarus and the young girl, Mary, was interesting. The film looked really good, and I can honestly say I was never bored. Although there were times when I was a little confused, as you can tell from my review. (laughs) Ultimately, The Soul Collector, because it was so visually stunning, because of the feeling that I got watching it, even though sometimes I didn't know what I was watching, it was a meh.
1: Which is okay. I mean, it's... Uh, I mean, that's one of the things you and I live for. Yeah, absolutely. It's not knowing what the fuck's going on at times, which is okay. I I love that confusion factor. Yep. So for me, uh, a new spin on death from Bill and Ted, only he's black. Creepy. And apparently scary as fuck just before you die. Yeah. Apparently. Apparently. I have to say I really did enjoy the CLF in this film. She has created, to me, a whole new class of CLF for me to enjoy. Kids that are smart and can act and do not annoy me for the entire film.
0: She is really good. Huh.
1: Who knew that
0: even existed? To
1: remind everyone, the three classes of CLF are ones who are creepy. Think Malachi from Children of the Corn or Damien from The Omen who are in their own class all by themselves. Then there's the CLS who are annoying the whole movie and you just want to punch in the face because they pretty much ruin any good the film could provide. Think the kid in Curly Sue are pretty much 90% Oh my of God,
0: people. that's exactly what I was thinking, Curly Sue. <laughs> you oh like, so like, that's true. crazy.
1: <laughs> Channeling. Or that other one with that redheaded kid. Uh, uh, what was that? Oh, one?
0: Problem Child?
1: Gone Ritter. Yeah, or that kid.
0: Oh, that was the worst.
1: Yeah, and then so the last CLF is usually kids who are so adorable, uh, you want to pinch their cheeks and not allow Krampus anywhere near them. So like the kids from uh, uh, Train to Busan. Yep. who's amazing. She's and a now sweetie. we have a whole new class of kids. This is very exciting for me. I finally found a best... A, a, a,
0: Spit it out, a Jim. Fourth
1: class of CLF. I could not be happier. I liked a lot about this movie. I liked the local lore of the dead and the beliefs of the village. I liked the creep factor of the demon child. I liked the intersection of the lead girl, my new favorite kid actor, Kita Luna. I'm guessing is how she pronounced her name. I hope to see her in a lot more things. This appears to be the only thing she's ever been in right now. So I'm kind of concerned that we might not see more and more but I'm really hoping we do uh, I did have a few questions that so we do need to unpack some things here <laughs> go for uh, it for You're, example
0: let's talk it out
1: <laughs> such as the interactions with Lazarus's character and the power he held over the town which is exactly what you said because uh, I'm kind of like I'm kind of like I wasn't kind of understanding it but I kept thinking to myself okay maybe it was just the fact that they feared him because it was like they knew he was a soul sucker of the type. right yeah I don't, I don't think they knew that he carried around a bag of a of, of well, dead child.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and you notice that all the, the older people in the town really feared him. And then there was that, you know, that younger guy that's like, yeah. why are we, you know, rock? what's with this guy? Let's just kick his ass. But they're like, no, no, yeah. no. We just, we just let no, him do his thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. <it's> <laughs> Otherwise he like, might okay, take well, another
0: one of our eyes. I don't know what was going at, on.
1: <laughs> at the same time, everything, maybe, I don't know. Um, so yeah, that was one thing that was kind of a little strange I, in there. I and
0: that, I, I didn't know think that they even needed the town. I just or they needed to do well, it differently. Well, they
1: needed the town maybe. at the end because they they created the um, yeah. ceremony that was in the shape of an yeah.
0: gate. <laughs> I guess that so was the
1: original title. Yeah, itself.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: uh, yeah. But so, but all in all, I thought this was a great little folk tale with a no nonsense ending. That should satisfy everyone. The ending in this was fantastic. It was good. Like, if it would have ended differently, I might not have given this the same rating that I'm going to give it. Uh, Reincarnation of Mary into Sarah's womb. It's a South African ghostly demon soul-sucking man, but definitely worth a look for the visuals alone.
0: I'd say we agree on this one. Woo! We finally agreed. Three movies in.
1: Well, we may separate here too because remember when I said I was handing out Mondo's like candies? Well Oh, you're not giving
0: this one a Mondo. There's no freaking way.
1: Oh, dude. I absolutely love this movie.
0: Okay, well, you talk and then I'll, I'll, uh, I'll rebut.
1: Okay, yeah, you rebut. Uh, so get ready for an outrageous coming-of-age love story about growing up and blowing up. When students in their school begin exploding literally...
0: Don't? What's happening? It's just bad. Just keep on going.
1: Oh, don't keep talking, but, but, but you're not liking the fact that I'm saying it. Uh, seniors Mar- seniors, Mara and Dylan struggle to survive in a world where, even, where each moment may be their last. Director-writer is Brian Duffield, who has uh, you know, it's his first directorial debut, but he also did write the original Babysitter. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, And based on a novel by Aaron Starmer, stars Catherine Langford, Charlie Plummer, and Yvonne Orgy or something. Orgy? Something like Orgy?
0: I Orgy? I would say it's Orgy.
1: It's a different pronunciation of Orgy, but it's supposedly there. So I thought this was going to be, and you know what? I have a feeling that you're thinking this is this. I thought this was going to be another typical teenage high school romance. Well, I could not be more wrong. First, no, again, Brian Duffield uh, was. This is obviously his first uh, first film. He also wrote uh, Underwater.
0: I liked Underwater.
1: I know. He's. A, I think he's a really good writer. Uh, if I'm going to have to watch a romance rom com of teenagers. They better motherfucking blow up randomly at some point in the movie. And blow up these seniors in high school did. This is a great example of a unique and interesting script with interesting and quirky people where, wow, what a concept. You also don't know what or how or where this film will be going. The film is not predictable teenage love story. It is a blood-soaked high school journey through unique and creative head-exploding timing of age where it may have the record for the most exploding heads of any film that's been made and certainly the most exploding heads of any love story can't say for sure but it is a pretty good guess that I am probably pretty accurate this year get a high school prom was never as much fun mondo i love this movie it it spoke to me on so many levels what? now it did. I loved it. I I love the I love exploding. I love exploding people. I just I I thought this whole creative story idea was 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 wacky, and I liked it. Okay. okay look, why did you hate? Why did you hate it so much? Just,
0: first of all, it wasn't exploding heads. Like they just the entire like they're they. The whole thing, they just combusted. Their, their whole bodies combusted. There's nothing they left.
1: They spontaneously combusted. Yeah, spontaneously so, combusted.
0: They did. That's why it's called spontaneous. But their heads, their heads were part their of Their head that. is part of the body that does <laughs> explode, yes. Okay, so here we go. So I get an email last week from Jim that says he started watching this movie and the first 10 minutes of this film are hilarious and he wants to review it for the show. I'm like, you know, whatever. I'll watch it. 10 minutes went by and I didn't laugh once. Then the next 90, then the next 90 minutes or so went by and still I did not laugh. This was not, this was not funny. It was also not entertaining. The leads were annoying. The leads were annoying. The story went nowhere. It took one concept and stretched what could have been a mildly entertaining five to 10 minutes short and turned it into a boring and irritant, irritating 90 plus minute feature. I did not buy any of the relationships. The whole movie was forgettable. Plus it, was, it wasn't it was even consistent as everyone who explodes is, def- is basically liquefied. But at one point in like a hazmat suit, some dude explodes and falls to their knees. Like they still had no, knees. they melted. I thought that no, they, they should have just liquefied like everyone else. So how they could did. they fall to their knees? The suit should have just fallen down into a pile. It did eventually. No, it didn't. He was on his knees then fell to its knees. It's liquid now. You don't fall to your knees when you're liquid.
1: Oh, okay. This was an an
0: inconsistent waste of my time. On no level was it good. As a coming-of-age movie, it was a failure. As a comedy, it was a failure. As a horror movie, it was a failure. I could go on, but I'll sum it up, up the whole experience with one word. Guess what that word is, Jim?
1: It's... Rage!
0: It It was freaking awful. I hated this movie.
1: I loved it.
0: it I loved every minute of it. it How could you love every minute? It was stupid. It wasn't funny. It was.
1: I loved it. All the characters were all weird and fucked up. It's like, it's like me in a nutshell. I loved
0: it. It was awful.
1: Basically, basically my high school, but people were blowing up. So, which is kind of what I was hoping was (laughs) going (laughs) to (laughs) happen.
0: (sighs) <sighs> this,
1: this, this actually made it happen there
0: you go. well
1: I am I am sad that it well actually I'm not that sad because I really enjoyed it and so <laughs> if I can't if I cannot give you a Mondo I'm happy to give you a rage
0: yeah thanks
1: you're welcome <laughs> I do I do I do love this writer though like the director I like his stuff I love the babysitter Maybe Sarah it was good. Underwater, underwater and he's was good. he got some really good writing credits in it. Yep. I, I think this uh, this was not good. I, uh, well, it was for me, but um, I, I have a feeling it maybe somebody else directed this. Maybe again, I I fell in love with everything about it. I can I understand why you don't didn't like it, but interesting. We've talked about this before, where you get a writer who's a good writer, and then they direct their own thing, mm-hmm. right? So it's like I wonder if you would have given this away to somebody else to to actually direct if you would have if you would have liked it better.
0: I personally don't think it would have mattered.
1: Ah, oh, well, not in my case. Sad. Uh, it's, it's sad. for as you. As I say, this would I have been a this would have might, been,
0: this would have been a fantastic ten minute short. I might have even giggled once if it was ten minutes and not you know ninety excruciating minutes.
1: Uh well, this is the type of rom com I like: people exploding. And people weird, and you don't, and you don't don't know what's gonna happen next, which I didn't.
0: Well, there you go. All right, sir. Well, what
1: what happened next?
0: What happened next? Ooh, what's that? Well, sir, we have a SIF special event. Top Docs is starting up the year. And the first thing that they are showing is a movie called The Reason I Jump. Cool, eh? So Man, The Reason I cool. Yeah. The Reason I Jump is a sort of insightful adaptation of the memoir by Naoki Higashida, a nonverbal, autistic 13-year-old at the time. The film takes passages from the book and relates them to various subjects. Uh, autistic subjects from the USA, Britain, India, and Sierra Leone. The film invites us into the lives of these individuals and shows that the, the way that they interpret information. As the film progresses, there is an understanding that develops and ultimately the empathetic eye of the director, Jerry Rothwell, conveys an, uh, an enriching experience that may cause you to look at those that are living with autism in a different light. This is an immersive and an important film. This is a Mondo.
1: Yeah, um, this film is is the best interpretation of the mind of a person with autism who cannot speak. Yep, I've seen other films about docs about autism, uh, but this this one definitely takes the cake. This takes you on an emotional journey that rips your heart out, chews it up, and spits it out, and reshapes it to really feel everything and everyone impacted by this condition these parents are saints yeah and i really felt for them the entire movie i was blown away the book about the book that inspired this movie and what patience and dedication it took to work with robin smith the uh, the um the director as well as the it just how they were able to do this was was brilliant To bring this film to us it was it was just a huge insight into the minds of these kids with autism and i felt i felt blessed to have had that experience i really did i freaking loved every single thing about this movie this gets uh below my mind wide open mondo we need to unpack a few things the cinematography in this was brilliant the parents and what they had to go through is just beyond, uh, you know, it's when you see movies like this and you think of, and, you know, we kind of talk a little bit of not, it's not really the same talk, but it kind of is, and that's in regards to uh, socialized Medicare. And you think of what some of these people, like a lot of these people must've been fairly well off for them to be able to get to where they had to go because, you know, when and we saw in the film uh for rooting for Runa where her they had no way of supporting themselves through her, her handicap or yeah. through her her disabilities. And and this uh, I really felt for the parents because they had no but they had some support, so I felt good about that. Uh the narrator was fantastic, uh and who they got to read it. I didn't notice I'm not sure if you did, who it was that did the narration no, I but didn't. I really it was it was so well done with the film, the technology to assist in the emotions in the film, uh, it was just wow! Like, and it's funny how they would do something as simple as have a like a piece of paper for them to be able to do it, right? Like, yeah. <clears throat> I uh, I was blown away, I, I, you know. And and it's funny because I'm as much as I I know sign language, I'm terrible at fingerspelling. So I can't imagine how some of these people can follow what these kids are and having to put spaces into their words, yeah. right? Because that's how they would, they would they would get their thoughts out was by spelling out, they could spell, they just can't get their, their words out, which is, I don't know, it was as a parent and I imagine for people that have had similar, this is going to be a mind-blowing experience, great great doc for them to, to put out as their first
0: doc of the year. Absolutely. Nope. Hopefully so, yeah, so sees it. Yeah, so yeah, I think it's going to be streaming. Um, so uh, go to sifcalgary.ca, C-I-F-F, calgary.ca. Uh, and uh, yep. yeah, purchase a VOD I for think- it and, and uh, watch it. It's, uh, it is well worth watching. Very, very good doc. I was quite pleased that this is how they kicked off the season.
1: Blow your mind wide open.
0: All right, sir.
1: Temperature rising. Vision blurring.
0: Rage taking over. Well, my range this
1: week stems from grocery shopping is where it started.
0: Grocery shopping? Yeah. What does that yeah, have to do crazy. with film?
1: I know, right? How are we going to tie grocery shopping into film? Well, let me tell you, I was at the Safeway in my neighborhood, going to buy groceries. And it is like a fucking zombie apocalypse in there most days. Every single person's walking the wrong direction. They're not following any instructions. Like, if you want to know why COVID is spreading in the world right now, it's because people are going to fucking Safeway, is what I want to tell you. Whatever's happening around the world, it's like when when COVID first came out and they said, okay, we got to lock things down. We got to have less amount of people in the stores. But nobody's policing this anymore. You go into grocery stores and I personally don't feel safe anymore. I am not going to go to grocery stores unless I absolutely have to because I am afraid to go in there. Yet, they have closed our local cinemas. Follow how that went? Yep. See that? See the very thick marker line that has been interwoven into that they're going to close my motherfucking cinemas which are the safest place when they've got social distancing they've got food that is properly prepared they've got people making sure you feel safe and having physical and social distance and yet i go to the grocery store and i don't feel safe so what what the hell i, I think. You know, every province in Canada and every state in the U.S., they all have a similar, every every state and province has a different mindset about how to deal with this. Well, how about we just stay socially distanced? And somebody, like, if, if someone is selling their wares, make them responsible for it. That's my rage this week. I'm so mad that I can't go see movies in theaters, and yet I go to the grocery store and I don't feel safe. Like, it's just, it's frustrating. I've never felt safer than when I'm at the movie theaters with theaters at twenty five capacity. Twenty five percent capacity. But you know, the grocery stores just do whatever the fuck they want. And it's pissing me off. That's my rage.
0: Fair enough. All right, sir. My rage is probably pretty predictable. <laughs> I'm sure I have is rage. It
1: spontaneous?
0: No, <laughs> no, it's not spontaneous. But <laughs> so it's it's about it that... it's about something we've already talked about. I I wanted to talk about it more in my review, but I decided to save it for my rage.
1: Oh, sweet.
0: I'm sure I've I've raged about this before, but here we go again. So last week, I watched Wolf Talkers, and it once again drove home the point that CGI animation has to go away. The warmth and beauty conveyed in the art that was Wolf Walkers is impossible to recreate with a computer-generated image. So why do we continue to do so? There is not a computer in the world that can outdo a talented artist. The cold and sterile images that computer animation creates is a detriment to the quality writing of many animated features. I hate computer animation, and I don't understand why people, Jim, do not 100% agree with me. That is my rage.
1: Want me to tell you why I don't agree
0: with you? Tell me again, because I still don't understand.
1: Uh, so... I like real art animation better. I'm giving you that. But I like good stories that that are animated. I think Up is a character-driven story. It's one of my favorite animated films of all time. And I think it and suffered
0: I, from the computer animation. Yes, it was. It was well-written, and it could have been so much better had it not been that.
1: I am I am definitely not going to debate you on the fact it could have been better. But if, if my choice is that I'm going to get a badly animated CGI from Disney that still has an amazing story with, with probably some of the best character development of any animated film that's ever been created, then yeah, I'll take it. Because that's the only way I'm going to get it. That's my argument.
0: It's weak. Is it? Because you still loved Up, even though it was terribly... Yeah, CGI. I, I did love and Up. But Up would have been so much better had it not been all smooth and like no detail and yes imagine how much
1: it would have been if it was black and white
0: like I don't Uh. want to look I don't want to feel like I'm watching a freaking video game
1: (laughs) okay here's a question for you then yes what do you think Up would have been like I'm thinking in the mind of Bryce here for a minute Mm -hmm. but what do you think Up would have been like if it was if it was a it was an actual actors in it and it had Ed Asner, as himself, in the movie, and we went on a journey that was black and white, thinking it as if it was directed by, oh, let's say, um, uh, who's that director that you love that I hate that did the stupid one with the monkeys that I try and forget? He, he existed. Did a All those what, other terrible David Lynch. Yeah, imagine David Lynch did up. Uh, Black and, white, Black and with, white with real people. Would that... If you're going to hope... Like, you can't just hope for animation. Like, just if you're going to hope for something, hope for the thing that you want to create the most.
0: Okay, number one, I think that would be amazing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> number two, I don't know what it has to do with the price of tea in China. There's no freaking way that these are related. Well, I, just... I, just it's related. Just blow up all the computer animation stuff and let's just put... Put pen to paper and let's uh, let's start doing this right.
1: I'm just saying, if you're gonna start because dream- CGI is not going away, buddy. It's like you either have to get on board. You know what? With the stories yeah, CGI.
0: You know what? CGI. It's another not going fad. Away it's another have- fad, just like the cell phone. All you wieners are gonna feel like idiots when ten years from now, cell phones are gonna be nothing. You're gonna be coming right. back to the landline, just like me.
1: Oh, you mean it's gonna be people are going to spontaneously
0: you know what? stop using You know what would be phones. nice? Let's get rid of phones altogether. Let's actually just start. You know what? If you want to come and see me, write me a letter. I will get the letter. I will write you back with a time that you can come over and knock on my door. And then you can, you know, then three to five weeks later, you can knock on my door and we can have a conversation in person. That is how the world should be.
1: <laughs> that and also the fact that you should always have a shovel in your smart car when you're trying to drive. Yeah, your don't car. get
0: me started on shoveling out my smart car. Oh my <laughs> goodness gracious! If
1: only you had a cell phone.
0: <laughs> oh, f- I didn't need a cell phone. I had nice people that <laughs> helped me out. Anyways,
1: rage subsiding. Pulse Anger fading. Ah. Wow. I have a feeling someone got to see a Denise Richards movie!
0: Who would that be, Jim? That
1: would be you! I'm so excited to find out which one you watched!
0: (sighs) Ha Yes, I did watch a Denise Richards movie.
1: Sweet! Which one did you watch? Did you watch Alpha
0: Code? Or did you watch Switched? I watched... Switched. Okay. Okay. So I watched Switch starring one Denise Richards, and it was beyond bad. I am not going to talk about it, as I refuse to rehash the agony of the initial experience. This does, however, cause a problem. As because Money Plane was meh, I now have to watch an additional (laughs) Denise Richards movie, as there is still the potential for back-to-back (laughs) mehs. Which would keep her off the doubted list. (laughs) So it looks like I now have to watch Alpha Code. (laughs) I I have to watch Alpha Code. If it is math, she is safe. If it is a rage, she is doubted. This will be the fifth of Nice Richard movie I've watched in the past few weeks. (laughs) (laughs) I watched five oh movies in three weeks of Denise Richards. <laughs> this is after not seeing her in a movie since 2003. Oh, dude. Well,
1: uh, I, you have you're only yourself to blame because Money Plane literally was a terrible, terrible, terrible movie. How you could even got it to that? Na- I have no idea. The things I, I do. No the
0: things I do for this podcast, man. Oh,
1: <laughs> this has been the happiest day of my life. I thought, you know, the day I got married was happy. I thought the day that I had my two children. I thought that was my happiest day. Uh, so, no, I think this is yeah. the happiest day of my life. to know that you have to watch another that he's Oh. So it looks
0: like looks like I'm watching Alpha Code. I'll try to watch it before the next podcast. I I don't know what I'm just losing my mind. It'll be 5 Denise Richard movies in like 3 weeks. This is just wrong.
1: Uh, it is a bit wrong. Oh
0: my goodness.
1: But at the same time.
0: You know what? You make your bed, you have to sleep in it.
1: 100% true. Well, let's talk about a actor that maybe we can get on the undoubted list
0: all right shoot I, i would love to do that
1: okay well i am bringing forward somebody that i've been saving as a special
0: treat i need it after watching that denise richard movie and that is emma stone ah emma emma stone is undoubted my initial thought yep. is that sounds interesting. I'm trying to th- just lay them on me because I do love Emma Stone. I know, right? So 2014, which I actually have not seen. So this is eight it back. It was
1: magic. Matt, what's that?
0: This is eight back.
1: Eight pack. Yep. Eight back is magic in the moonlight.
0: Okay. Yeah. It was meh. Okay. I'm going to put your mark
1: down there as meh.
0: That means, let's hope that the next one isn't meh.
1: It's definitely a mondo. We already know this. It's Birdman.
0: Birdman's mondo.
1: Yep. Irrational man was a mondo.
0: Oh, it was mondo.
1: And Aloha for me was a meh. It was meh. Okay. La La Land, we've already discussed it, is a mondo.
0: Mondo.
1: Battle of the Sexes for me was a mondo.
0: Battle of the Sexes. Oh, that was uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was Mondo. That was with Steve Carell, the uh, yep. Billy Jean King, yep. right? Billy
1: Jean King film. Yeah. Uh, which yep. a biopic that I actually gave a Mondo. It's like a record.
0: Yeah. No. It was. Uh, it was excellent.
1: And, and then 2018 was the favorite, which was a Mondo. Like oh, it
0: it's so good. The favorite and it's a is period Mondo. Piece. Yeah. The it's favorite a period is piece. totally Mondo.
1: And. Final, but not unfinal, is Zombieland Double Tap, which was a Mondo from both of us.
0: There you go. I guess she's. It's a done deal. Wow, Emma Stone's undoubted. I am really pleased about that. Thank you for that pleasant surprise. I, I wasn't expecting that.
1: You deserve that treat after having to see so many Denise. Richards.
0: <laughs> it's amazing. You go from Denise Richards to Emma Stone. <laughs> I. Part of I just want, I just, uh, yeah, I I just want Alpha Code to be a rage so I'd never have to watch another Denise Richards movie in my life.
1: If you would have given the proper rating to Money Plane, which it deserved, which was a
0: rage. It was meh.
1: It wasn't. It is literally one of the worst movies I've seen. It was was silly. Unfortunate. It was a silly meh. It wasn't intentionally silly. Uh, They were trying to make a good movie and it was terrible. It was all right. You deserve that you deserve to watch another one. I hope that it's actually, <laughs> it'd be funny if it was a
0: match. Oh God. And then if it's she a doesn't mix it without it. Yeah. She's, she'll be safe.
1: <laughs> That's going to be even better. Be yeah. She'll yeah. be safe.
0: Then you'll nominate her again, like in five or six movies. And like, wow, well, you better watch a couple of them.
1: <laughs> well, she makes five a year. So yeah, it's it, pretty won't good yeah. it won't take her long. It won't take her long. All right. And so over, B- by the way,
0: before we leave Decent Denise Richards, I, yep. I, after watching these five movies, or four movies, this will be the fifth, I did not realize how bad an actress she is. Like, she is... She is so unbelievably bad. Like, there is no way yes. that she should have a career. I realized no. when she was younger, she was super cute. And that's... Yeah. I guess that's why she's... She is awful. Like, and I don't know what... Apparently... They, yeah. The only person that can direct
1: her is Paul Verhoeven.
0: There because...
1: Because... He directed her in just one of the best movies ever made, *Starship Troopers*. Starship Troopers.
0: I, she was fine in *Starship Troopers*. I liked, I liked *Wild Things*. And then I think yeah. that's it. I think that's all I. That's I'd gotta like. be it. Yeah.
1: So apparently, Paul Verhoeven, and whoever directed *Wild Things*, he is go. the only person that know how to direct. these Richards and that.
0: Yes, *Wild Things*. Paul
1: Verhoeven can get the best out of everybody. Look, he even directed Arnold Schwarzenegger. So. There you go. Okay, I'm going to give you two mesmerized this week.
0: Wow, okay, lay them on me.
1: Eyes ready. Yep, so the first one was because I watched At Christmas Time, It's a Wonderful Life. So did I. And. Oh no, I didn't.
0: I, yeah, I did. <laughs> Sorry. How many movies We watched <laughs> so a lot of bird, movies, but yes, we watched It's a, a Wonderful Life. God, I love that movie. I haven't seen that movie in like probably 15 years, and for some reason I pulled it up. I said, let's watch it, and I was so happy we did. It's such a good movie.
1: I I think that made my top 10 uh, dramas of all time. So yeah,
0: it did, if I If my memory it. serves
1: me correctly.
0: Yes, uh, so yeah, I'm
1: putting through Jimmy Stewart as mesmerizing. Yeah, done. Yeah, I didn't think that was going to be a
0: challenge. Uh, and the next one is Sean Penn. Sean Penn is mesmerized. Yep. So he can't be a undoubted. Question? He can't be undoubted. There's no no possibility of that. What was, uh,
1: well, what? I did the work on him, and there was a rage for me in there. There's, so. a,
0: there's a rage in there. All right, I would. Yeah, am, so I, uh, I can't argue with that either. I've. If, I've yeah, you can't look away when Sean Penn's on the screen.
1: And I kind of wish he did more stuff, but, yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate. All right. Well, that was a, that was a successful win for the, for the list this week.
0: And stay tuned next week, where we may or may not, we'll see if I've got time to watch Alpha Code. <laughs> Stay tuned to Denise see. Denise Richards. Yeah, I, I'm sure that everybody's. You know what? We, maybe we should drag this out for a Maybe we'll get a few extra listeners because they'll all be like on the edge of their seat. <laughs> Denise see, Richards gonna Denise is <laughs> going to be doubted.
1: Is she doubted? Is she not doubted? Oh, oh my God. I can't wait till next week. Oh. People contact me on Twitter and Instagram. Can you please hurry this along? I can't wait to find out. <laughs>
0: all right, sir. So that is it for the lists. It is. Alright, which brings up our Rage or Dare segment. Last week on Rage or Dare, Jim picked from my favorite bag in the world that I ever got to put my hand in. Yes, the sweet bag of pleasure commonly referred to as the dare bag. (sighs) Had Jim take a chance on life yet again. I have no idea what I'm reading here, man. Your copy is brutal with no punctuation. (laughs) Anyways, as usual, the universe smoted Jim with the karma he rightly deserves when he magically pulled one of his favorite actors in a double-duty film called Jack and Jill. This week, Jim and I will have the choice to go rage or dare. Let's check in with Jim and see if Adam Sandler is double the torture or double the pleasure in this comedy, jam. What do you say, Jim?
1: Well... The first three minutes and 33 seconds of this movie was awesome. Was it? Yeah. Three minutes and 33 seconds. Mark that down.
0: 333. Got it.
1: Because we were getting interviews with real, actual twins. And they were all introducing themselves. It was awesome. I was like, wow. I love twins. This is great. They got cool, little, cute personalities. And then... The Sonny and Cher song. So far, this is a Mondo. <laughs> there you
0: go. Twins and Sonny and Cher.
1: That's right. And then Regis Philman came on. Okay. And it, was just, it just kept getting better and better. Who doesn't love uh, Regis? And Tim, I know. Then Tim Meadows came on. I'm like, damn, I love Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows is awesome. Oh my God. Five minutes and 49 seconds in, I'm thinking, who could ever hate this movie? It's got everything in it that you could ever want. Ever. And then? I'm loving loving Adam Sandler again. Wow. I'm thinking this is the best six minutes and 35 seconds I've seen in a movie with Adam Sandler in it. And then I realized Adam Sandler as Jill is the most annoying thing I've ever seen in my life. With the one note voice that he uses. Back to some of my previous comments about Adam Sandler. He has three voices: his normal voice, yep, his Hubie Halloween slash Jill voice, yep, and then his another annoying voice. Yeah. So he's got two out of three voices. He does uh, annoying, annoying, funny. You know. Yeah, no, they're just annoying. There's no funny. Best thing in this movie was Poopsie, the adopted, and the adopted Indian kid Gary taping everything to his body well pretty much everything and then John McEnroe
0: yes I remember that and then
1: that's that's it the whole movie I wanted to end my hearing for life I literally wanted to stick things in my ears and hope that it damaged my hearing for life I just did not (laughs) want to hear another another thing after hearing Jill aka Adam Sandler talking again I'll say it again I don't know why bad comedians think putting more of them in a movie makes it funny. It's just ten times more annoying. The whole premise. <laughs> Are you
0: knocking over your mic there.
1: Oh wait a minute!
0: You're still on. I can still oh, hear God. you.
1: I just had a I just had a rage attack. Uh, it's just ten times more annoying. The whole premise of this. Uh, of him not liking his sister is totally idiotic right from the very beginning and stupid uh it's just it doesn't make any sense and why do they and i when i say they i mean people who make these terrible formulated comedies uh make fun of fat people or simple people or whatever the flaw is it's like it's like they get caught in this trap where it's like let's make this funny by making fun of other people and that You know, Jill's character has a heart of gold, but she gets made fun of because she's got a heart of gold. It's just like, it's not funny, it's demeaning. And it was annoying me the whole time. Uh, I had a million degrees of rage by the end of this movie. Run the numbers. Just like all but one, maybe two movies of Adam Sandler was a million degree level of rage. Too bad it wasn't dollars. Instead of rages, there best line by Gary. By the way, what are you going to wear in hell? Solid gold, Gary. Solid gold. Nice. That Gary kid was awesome. All I right. Couldn't get it to a mat though. Nope. He wasn't in the movie enough to get it to mat. Uh, super rage.
0: That's too bad. So that was from the dare bag, right?
1: That was from the dare bag. I Gee, don't. The dare bag is a curse for me.
0: Yeah, I just get nothing but, like, I literally did. I, have I picked anything out of the dare bag that I haven't liked? No, there was one that we both had to watch. Okay. Because I was part of it. So you can pretty much uh, guess what we pulled from the
1: bag today. It's going to be terrible.
0: So we're doing the dare bag again?
1: Or do you think we should stay to the safety of Marie's bag? You know that's going to be hmm. at least terrible.
0: Yeah. Your call. Keep
1: in mind, you're going to watch another Denise Richards movie. Um, so what do you feel safer I about? Might, safer I with might. probably
0: I might watch another. We'll see if I can fit it in before next time. <laughs> Denise Richards might be pushed off for an extra week, but we'll, I'll try. I'll try. Um, try hard. I don't know. Here, I got, I got the bags in my hand. One's in my left hand. One's in my right hand. Say left or right. Okay,
1: I can't see them. I'm going to say left hand.
0: Left hand's Murray. This is Murray, Okay, we're taking... Yeah, that's Murray. Alright. Even though he's not here, he's still here in spirit. He's still causing us rage. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to hold it up to the camera. Maybe you can read it. I'm going to try. Are you sure this is Murray?
1: (laughs) Go a little bit more. Oh! It's even worse than we thought. What is it's
0: it? It's not Paul Blart One. It's Paul Blart Two. Oh no! That's is that the one in Vegas? I don't know. It's Paul Blart. It's <laughs> gonna
1: be terrible. I
0: think there's like a like a midget. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Apparently, that's not a good word anymore.
1: No, that, the M <laughs> word. Uh, <laughs> just use the M
0: word. I apologize. It is a little person. Um, Kiss Tribute Band, I believe, is in it. So,
1: how bad can it be? That sounds like it could be great.
0: That sounds like it could and be I, great.
1: Doesn't he ride around on some kind of, um what are they called? Segway. Those little machines you ride her. Segway, yeah. yeah. The guy who created it that died from using it. Hey, it's <laughs> it's the, it's the guy from Becky. So, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we love Becky and he was amazing in Becky. Maybe this will be the best Paul Blart.
0: I just remember Ever. the. I didn't. I haven't seen this one. I remember the commercials. I'm pretty sure there is uh, a Kiss tribute band in it. I think that he might get into the Kiss makeup as well, and I think that's supposed to be funny because he's so much taller than them. That's all I sort of remember. Hmm. But again, are they making fun of little people? Oh, probably. That's kind of the sophisticated humor that we're in for. I. I'm, I'm really sad that you said left. Really. <laughs> really quite, really quite sad
1: well we'll have another special prize for next week when we go when one of us goes dare so
0: there we go it's me so uh, it's probably gonna be awful <laughs> probably is it is it you next week no it's, it'll be me next week next week i gotta choose i'm flying oh, solo yeah, you're next right, week yeah so i get oh baby i get paul blart 2 possibly alpha code and then i get to get a another movie next week for rage dare Boy, I am a lucky boy. Yum. Yeah. 2021 is looking remember
1: up. Remember Money Playing was, uh, remember Money playing yeah, was yeah, a yeah. Rage uh, and what? you would have saved yourself a lot of problems.
0: I still don't, I, I she is unbelievably bad actress. I, I sit there and I watch and I'm like, why would anybody put you in their movie? I, why would they do that? I don't understand. you <laughs> got a pretty smile. It's not anymore. Yeah, pretty smile. Have you seen her lately? I think she's had some plastic surgery or something because she got this weird frown. It, it's like she always. Yeah, don't you looks,
1: remember? Don't she,
0: you? And she actually. Don't you remember we saw. Her when she talks, TV? she actually sounds like this too because her mouth is, is in this weird permanent it's frown. So she always talks it's like person. this. This is what... It,
1: kinda she, does, sound, it does sound exactly like her. It's
0: like casting a muppet. Now,
1: I'm going to pretend that you're with Santa and imagine that again. Cause remember that Santa movie? She was awesome. <laughs> and by awesome, I mean terrible. Oh, it's all so, so bad. Terribly awesome. I
0: literally went seven, like eighteen years, I guess, without watching a Denise Richards movie. I went eighteen years, and now I'm gonna watch five in three weeks.
1: I love this. This is the happiest, happiest day of my life. I have won the Denise Richards lottery. He if won, he just won the
0: Denise Richards lottery. All right, let's wrap <laughs> this up. I'm sick of talking about her.
1: <laughs> Whoa, thanks again, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to the extended Film Rage crew of Leonard Tomlin for his artistic vision and photography via Leonard Tomlin Photography. Listen to us on all podcast streaming sites everywhere. Find us at Film Rage YYC on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook or our website at FilmRageYYC.com. We are always wanting your feedback to make this a raging blast for all listeners. So please go on social media, Apple Podcasts, our website, and or Podchaser, and give us some feedback. Give us more dares for films you want us to see. No matter what you do, please make us rage. Please, please. That's it for this week. Rage on! Rage on!
0: Rage on!